Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Well, hi there, everyone, and happy, happy holidays. We're moving into 2017. It's right around the corner, and I welcome you back once again as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. I am so delighted that you're with me today to uh, have this conversation and You know, I like to call it a conversation with top leaders for leaders. And, you know, we explore the thinking of today's CEOs of corporations and presidents of nonprofits and just about chief of everything entrepreneurs who, yes, are leading their markets, their organizations, and truly making an impact on the community. We hope that this show will ignite your soul and have you look at life and leadership through an entirely different prism. We hope you'll discover the obstacles that leaders face, the failures they bounce back from, and most importantly, those really personal stories behind each of the successful men and women we've talked to on this show from all across the country. We want you to learn what makes these leaders tick and sometimes what ticks them off, hear what breaks their heart, and what they're doing about it. And as I always say, leadership today is tough and can feel lonely at times, but hopefully this podcast will refresh you, guide you, and inspire you on your journey to greater purpose. And so let me ask you, uh, have you been thinking about goals? Uh, particularly since we're getting ready to go into the new year. You know, sometimes you've got to really think about how to go after your goals, and you need to set a goal and make it happen. And that is what our guest for today, Allison Vaughn, does. As the founder and CEO of Jackets for Jobs, she spent 17 years making a difference and won many awards for her outstanding work, including an appearance on the Oprah Winfrey Show. You know you've just hit it the top when you appear with Oprah. Well, Jackets for Jobs is a nonprofit organization that provides employment, etiquette, career skills, training, and professional clothes to low-income individuals. And since opening the doors in 2000, the organization has assisted over 15,000 individuals with employment. Now, think about that. You know, uh, not just a few people, not just a few hundred people, not just a couple thousand people, but 15,000 individuals with jobs. This high-profile organization has been supported and applauded by President-elect Donald Trump, The View, Today Show, and Q Magazine. And a highlight of Allison Vaughn's fantastic career was the honor of ringing the closing bell on NASDAQ, the stock exchange. 
She also partners with TJ Maxx and is the charitable arm of that company. Vaughn is one of the co-authors of the book Inspired Style. She and other top image experts reveal strategies in this book to always look and be your best. And so Inspired Styles is the key ingredient to helping women understand and define their personal style, which is much more than clothes and fashion. And so Allison is currently working on a new book out in 2017. Now listen to this title. Ms. Gold Digger, A CEO's Guide to Setting Goals, Dressing the Part, and Having It All. Now isn't it just like having it all when you can come up with a title that makes you want to run out right now and buy that book? Well, you can hear right from the author and the founder of Jackets for Jobs right now, my guest, Allison Vaughn. How are you, Allison, and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be on your show, and happy holidays. I mean, we go way back. I remember 17 <laughs> years ago talking to you, and you remember when I birthed this organization. Yes, I do. I was I was um, just thinking about it. I was chuckling about it today uh, when I was thinking about you coming on the show and, and just saying, I remember when Allison started out. We talked about it. I was at United Way at the time. And you have just done phenomenal uh, work with this organization. So just, just tell our listening audience what what inspired you to get into creating uh, an organization like this, Jacket for Jobs? Well, there are several different reasons why I started this organization, but basically in a nutshell, I wanted to empower women. I wanted to help women become self-sufficient. And in Detroit, the majority of the head of households are women. And so I said I wanted to do something, give back to my community. And when my half-sister um, died of cancer when I was helping with the funeral arrangements, I found out that she was on welfare. And I said, well, I want to do something as a tribute to my sister that we hadn't spent much time together. I wanted to do something as a tribute mm-hmm. to her um, to enlighten and empower other women. So every lady that comes through Jackets for Jobs, I'm reminded of my sister of how to help and empower these young women, how to help them put their best foot forward, not only to get a job, but to keep a job. So this is a real passion to me because it's basically a ministry. I look at Jackets mm-hmm. for Jobs as a ministry. I'm clothing the poor, I'm educating, and I'm empowering women to be better. Mm-hmm. So how do you get the jackets? We have a wonderful partnership with TJ Maxx, and that partnership started back in 2007. But prior to that, individuals, we just got the word out, and the community, the Detroit community has been so receptive and so power, you know, wonderful to our organization. So people that just clean out their closets, people that have retired mm-hmm. or people that switch jobs and they don't need those clothes anymore or people that gain weight or lose weight, and they say, you know mm-hmm. what, I know I'm not going to be able to fit into that outfit anymore. So they donate to mm-hmm. Jackets for Jobs. And so in 2007, people said, well, you know, men need help as well. And so when mm-hmm. we were forming our partnership with TJ Maxx, they did a $1 million investment in our organization back in 2007 and said, we'll help you expand, we'll help your workforce development, and we'll have a men's division. So not only do we help empower women, but Jackets for Jobs also helps and empowers men as well. 
Mm, phenomenal. So, Allison, you, you say that um, your sister, uh, her, her death, um, finding out that she was on uh, welfare, uh, inspired you to um, start this incredible organization. Well, let's, let's take some, a step back even further, though. Tell us, what was it like growing up in Detroit? And did you always know that you were going to, uh, maybe not this particular organization, but did you always know that you were going to be doing something incredibly successful and for the community? You know, that's a good question. No, I did not, because before I started Jackets for Jobs, I hired flight attendants for United Airlines. I was an employment representative Mm -hmm. for flight attendants, and so I would travel across Mm -hmm. the country and do all the hiring um, for flight attendants, and I lived in Chicago where, at that time, United's headquarters. And so, so I had that human resource background, so that made the nice transition. But what happened Jackets for Jobs, I mentioned about my sister, but it also really started out of a tragic situation. In 2001, when the country got scared, when we had the attack, United Airlines and American Airlines were the two airlines that were hit during September 11th, and everyone was Mm -hmm. afraid to fly. And so United Mm -hmm. said, ask the flight attendants and the pilots. They said, well, people are not flying as much. Would you all like to take a leave of absence? And so right at that time, that's when my sister had just passed, and so I said, well, I'll take a leave of absence from United. I'll see what this, you know, nonprofit industry is all about, see about starting my own Mm -hmm. business. And so Mm -hmm. while I took that leave of absence, I was starting the business, and then I prayed about it. And so I took Mm -hmm. a leap of faith. I went into the office to um, my manager and said, you know what, I'm going to resign. I'm going to start a nonprofit. And they said, are you sure? And I said, yes. And here it is 17 years later. I have not looked back, and I know that Mm -hmm. I'm doing the right thing. And so Mm -hmm. that tragic situation of September 11th and the death of my sister dying of cancer, those two tragic incidents what caused Jackets for Jobs to start. And if Mm -hmm. you look at most companies or most entrepreneurs that have started business, it's usually out of some bad situation or out of a tragedy or during an economic crisis. And so I use that bad situation to be able to help many more people. Mm-hmm. So you just turn uh, a tragedy, you just turn that around and, and leveraged it into something that is so meaningful in the community. So was it, uh, tell us about that journey, starting it off was, um, you know, tell us well, about some it was- of the uh, bumps that you ran into. Well, it was a hard thing. And when I do my, you know, when I do speaking engagements, there are so many people Mm -hmm. that sit in the audience. And then afterwards they say, you know what, I have an idea that I want to do, but I'm so afraid to leave my Mm -hmm. job. And that's what Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about is when, because I was with a secure company, you know, United Airlines is a big company. You know, I didn't have to worry about, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things that CEOs, individual things that they had to worry about. I go to work, get a paycheck, but I left something secure to step out on faith and start my own. So I'm leaving a paycheck to figure out how I'm going to get a paycheck. How am I going to sustain myself? Where am I going to get this money? Okay, how do I write grants? How do I get money? And um, so what I did, I went to the library. The library was my best friend. The librarians, I just loved them. And I got the book, Grant Writing for Dummies and Fundraising for Dummies. And I tell people this all the Mm -hmm. time. 
the dummy mm-hmm. series, you know, they have gardening for dummies, cooking for dummies. Yes. But I bought those two books, yes. and I read them from front to back. And those books got me through. They showed me how to write sample grants. And my first grant was from the, um, the Michigan Women's Foundation. They took oh, um, yeah. a chance on me, and they wrote a grant for me, and they gave me a grant, and then I was on my way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's such a great tip, the uh, dummy series. Uh, it is, you're absolutely right. That is a great series. And I always like those those books because they're written a very simple, straightforward uh, style, and they're so, so comprehensive. So you, so you share, have shared that tip with our listening audience. That's a good one. Yes, so anybody that's listening, I'm sure there's somebody saying, gee, I always wanted to start my own cookie, you know, my own restaurant, or I always wanted to start my own this business or that business, but I'm afraid to leave. So you have to just be still, listen to that little voice inside of you, and then find somebody that's in your niche, whatever that area is that you want to pursue, and talk to them. So you always hear about finding a mentor, and I think that that's really important because mentors – prevent you from making mistakes. They've gone through the ups and downs, and so they can prevent you from going that roadblock, and that they can save you sometimes years just talking to the right person can say, if you do it this way, you can save yourself five years because when I did it this way, I had some stumbling blocks. So I found some people to talk with. My mother is a great role model and a mentor. Um, I just talked to other people in the community, and I said, I want to be able to do a nonprofit, but how do I empower people where do I find a location and you know there's so many Mm -hmm. things to it but finding a mentor and then doing a lot of research there's no shortcut to you know the success like okay wow you're on Oprah you ring the NASDAQ bell how did you get that success all that has been from hard work Mm -hmm. hard work hard work that's that's an important piece. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Allison Bond, the founder and CEO of Jackets for Jobs, a nonprofit organization that provides employment etiquette and career skills training and professional clothes to low-income individuals, and they've been doing it for 17 years and serving over 15,000 individuals uh, and just a phenomenal, phenomenal organization. Now, Allison, so another thing that you do in uh, your spare time is that you're an author. And I tell us about Inspired Style. You were a co-author of that book. Tell us about that book. Oh, sure, yes. I am an image consultant. And so, which is part of what Jack is for Jobs, um, our mission is um, providing an image for people to look professional. So I'm actually an image consultant, and another image consultant approached me at a conference and said, we would like to get some very powerful image consultants from across the country and write a book. And so I was all for it, and so I talked about looking good at any age. And so it's just some mm. wonderful image consultants, and we each have our part about inspired uh-huh. style and how to look mm-hmm. good. And so okay. it's just, uh, it aligns with what I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, and which I think is, is, is again, a, uh, a mark, uh, a signal, evidence of a, of a true entrepreneur that you can 
um, build and expand on your core mission. And so it just seems that that fits perfectly the image uh, consulting with with the jackets for jobs and how you started out. So, so your book, Inspired Style, uh, talks about how to look good at any age. So what would you say to our millennials who are in the audience? How do they look good? Well, the one thing that I can say is universal no matter what age is that little black dress. <laughs> Every mm. woman can identify with the little black dress. And pearls are always appropriate. You are never out of style when you have pearls. You know, Jackie O wore her pearls, and it just made the whole outfit, You just everything just looked wonderful. And so I just talk mm-hmm. about there's so many things that I talk about in Inspired Style, and I would love for your listeners to go to uh, my website, which is my name, um, AllisonVaughn.com, and they can find out more about the book, ordering the book, find out more about how I started Jackets for Jobs, more about the book. And the nice thing is I'm getting ready to um, launch a new book called Miss Goldberg, as you mentioned. And that's kind of keeping in line with inspired style because I'm talking about etiquette, dressing like a CEO, and having it all. And so I'm just talking about affirmations, and I talk about how I've been touched by billionaires, and you touched upon it in my introduction and so that book is sort of like part two of Inspired Style. And I'm really, really looking forward to that book coming out because I really have a lot of good etiquette tips because in business, it's not all about what's on your resume. It's your etiquette. It's your style, how you present yourself, how you would represent mm-hmm. that company. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a business meeting and you're out with, they want to know, do you know how to hold the right fork? Do you know how to put your napkin in your lap? So those mm-hmm, small things mm-hmm. make a big difference, and, and a lot of times it's the unspoken word that's more powerful than the spoken word. Mm-hmm. I know you, you must come across a lot of individuals, Allison, who are, you know, trying to make it, trying to um, better themselves, trying to improve their style. Uh, what when you when you Come first in contact with with the people that you work with. What are the one or two if things that you typically say to individuals that you work with and you help? Well, in my line of work with the Jackets for Jobs, you know, we work with the unemployed and the underemployed. We work with um, some homeless and just people that are um, trying to better themselves. So a lot of the people mm-hmm. that we see, the majority, I would say, their self-esteem is low. And so mm-hmm. that's why in my new book I talk about affirmations, keeping your head high, thinking positive, surrounding yourself with positive people. When you smile, the world smiles back at you. And, you know, don't dress for where you are. Dress for where you want to be. And so a big part I talk about, and which my clients, is self-esteem. That that's really really mm-hmm. key. Okay. Mhm. Do you find that that's one of the um, we do a lot we have a lot of conversation on this show, of course, about leadership and the challenges leaders face. And I always like to ask my guests, what do they think? Um, it, you know, are the biggest challenges? Like, what's the top challenge that you think leaders face? Um, uh, these days, is is would that be for you? Uh, how does that confidence 
play into the challenges that you think leaders face today? Wow. Leaders face a lot of challenges um, because you have to be a person who leads and guides and directs. And and the one thing that I'm very proud of is that I'm a Goldman Sachs scholar. And Goldman Mm -hmm. Sachs did a big investment in the city of Detroit. So it's the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business. And basically what that is, it's an accelerated MBA program. And so um, the instructors are from Babson College, which is the leading entrepreneurial school. And the Goldman Sachs has done a phenomenal job of instilling so many wonderful leadership skills, um, negotiating skills, um, how to find mm-hmm. funding when you're starting off, or depending on what level you are in your business, because you have it's a very competitive application. And depending on where mm-hmm. you are in your business, whether you're a startup under five years or five to ten years or even 15 to 20 years, they will work with you where you are. And so... Um, anybody that's listening that's in, that's an entrepreneur has a small business and you're looking for some leadership help, you're looking to find out where you can get funding and you're just learning, looking to better yourself, I would advise anyone to go to Goldman Sachs' website and see about applying in your um, state because that is awesome. Goldman Sachs has invested a lot of money in entrepreneurs. And Warren Buffett is the chair of the advisory board. And so, you know, when Warren Buffett talks, people listen. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, indeed. And so you had that uh, opportunity to, what was the biggest lesson that you learned from your um, Goldman Sachs experience? And, and that kind of experience that helped groom and shape you as an entrepreneur, what's the biggest lesson you learned? I think my biggest lesson in the Goldman Sachs class for me personally was negotiating. We had a course mm. on negotiations, and I found that to be very, very challenging because in business, that's what you do. You're a negotiator. You know, whether you're negotiate, negotiating your salary or you're negotiating with an employee regarding something. And so I found that class to be very insightful, and um, it was challenging but yet rewarding because I learned a lot about myself. And as a woman, many women, they're afraid to negotiate or they don't negotiate the same way men do. And so I found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? Because men are more direct. And so that's just not coming mm-hmm. from me. Um, that's just kind of been proven. And mm-hmm. um, the instructor, they just kind of pointed out some things. And even in the class when we were doing assignments, men are just more direct mm-hmm. They say less words. They say, like, for example, a woman will say, you know, like a 1,000 words, and a man might say, you know, mm-hmm. 300 words in a day. You know, those mm-hmm. numbers aren't right, but you get the point mm-hmm. what I'm making. And so mm-hmm. men, they just go right for it. Like, yes, I'm, I'm valuable to this company. I know that I can do it. Therefore, I should have okay. a $10,000 raise. Where a woman will come okay. in, well, you know, I have children, and I've been working at this company a long time, and I enjoy working here, and I know that I've got some great assets, and, you know, I just feel that I, you know, and they go on and on. So you see the difference. Mm-hmm. A man just comes straight out. Look, I just need extra money because of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so at um, Goldman Sachs, well, have you found that to be true in terms of your leadership? Have you did you have you learned from those kinds of experiences uh, how to 
do the best negotiating possible? Yes, I would have to say from um, being a graduate of Goldman Sachs, I think that Mm -hmm. that is one of the skills that I have um, mastered uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit better. So um, I can pat myself on the back and say it was well worth um, Mm -hmm. the school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's so, you know, I think that's so rewarding and so great to share with our listeners because, you know, I think it was very important what you said about um, doing research and how important it was to study and better yourself in terms of your craft and what it is you're Mm -hmm. doing in life. And it seems that you've done that so well. You've been to a number of places doing a number of things. And to our listening audience, if you're just joining us, I'm talking with Allison Vaughn, CEO, founder of Jackets for Jobs, a phenomenal nonprofit um, that has been helping individuals uh, with uh, business etiquette, uh, clothes, uh, improving lives, helping others. And then Allison herself has just blossomed and, and grown and expanded her business. And we were just talking about a key um, leadership skill um, that um, she she recognizes, she talks about the importance of it, and she has acquired it, and that's in negotiating. And so, Allison, again, congratulations to you on that. So your new book is coming out, and uh, what is it, uh, Miss Gold Digger? Uh, about yes, a CEO Ms. Gold and getting Digger. it all. Tell, tell us that title again. Yes, it's Miss Gold. That's G O A L. It's all about getting, you know, oh. achieving your goals. <laughs> and oh, so it's kind of a play on words like lit. gold digger, but it's G O A L, gold okay. digger. Right. And so, how, yeah, I wrote the book with that title, Gold Digger, is because everyone needs to know how to write goals. You know, I'm a person Mm -hmm. that every day I have a list. Okay, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go to the cleaners. Whatever I do, I have a list. Um, And I think it's important to have a list because when you have a list, you're more likely to accomplish those things. And then, Mm -hmm. like the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. And I think that it's so important. And always, Mm -hmm. every year, I do a vision board. And a vision board is very important. No one has ever done a vision board. You just get a card um a big board and you just write down things that you want to accomplish you cut out pictures so for example if you want a new car you cut out a picture of a car or if you want to make more money you know cut out a picture of some money or write the word money whatever your goal or your vision is you write it down and when you see things in front of you you're more likely to achieve those things because it's constantly in front of you and so it's all about writing goals and therefore when you see it you can accomplish it and that it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love vision boards, you know, and I have seen some really um, graphic ones, some really exciting ones. You just want to, when you look at them, you just want to go do it. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're <laughs> saying to our listening audience that, you know, um, put it there, see it, see it, you can achieve it, you can believe it, uh, put it there. Um That's really great. I love the idea of vision boarding, and I think that's a good tip. And also your your daily. Now, you do a daily to-do list? 
Uh, do you do? Yes. Sometimes I know people who do monthly and then they work back into debt, but you do a daily list, and this list comes from your vision board. Yes. How do you generate so somehow your, part yeah. of my vision board is, but it's just a daily to-do list. I, I, I just believe uh-huh. in lists. I don't know if it's okay. because it's a sense of accomplishment when you cross it off, like, uh-huh. okay, I okay. had to do this and I crossed it off. You know, I had to call that okay. person. I had to research this. And then when I cross it mm-hmm. off, it's a sense of accomplishment. And when you have a sense of accomplishment, it gives you motivation to keep going. Absolutely. And so it works for you. That's a great, great tip. Um, so do the list. So so if you were to um, put together a legacy list, that is what what you want to do and what you want to leave here, in the community, what would be on your legacy checklist? Oh, what do you wow. want your legacy to be? Yeah. That's a great question, Dr. Geneva. Oh, well, you always have great questions and so insightful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just admire you. So I guess for me, my legacy, oh, well, you. I have a daughter, and she's mm-hmm. um, really young, and so my legacy would be to probably hand down to her my giving skills, my uh, philanthropy. Mm. So mm-hmm. for me, whatever. So for me, Jackets for Jobs. My mission is clothing the poor and helping those that are less fortunate. So therefore, my legacy would be to leave something for my daughter to continue to help those that are less fortunate. So whatever she mm. wants to do, she has to have some sort of component. So if she wants to be a doctor, she's doing medical treatment to help the uninsured. If she mm. wants to be a teacher, she's helping the community um, become educated. Um, if she wants to become an entrepreneur, whatever, it has to have some sort of charitable component to it. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would be my legacy oh, is teaching beautiful. my daughter how to give back in some capacity. That's, that's, that's so beautiful. I mean, I get, it gives me goosebumps. So, Allison Vaughn, thank you so much. You, your legacy checklist is one that we should all have. Passing it on, passing it on to your children, to to you know everyone who's with you. Thank you so much, Allison Vaughn. Jackets for jobs, and I'm going to have you back so we can talk about your philanthropy. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. God bless you, and happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you, and so we'll see you again soon. And I'm looking forward to that book, Miss Gold Digger. An expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.